Hi, I'm Tish. I'm Juliana. And this is episode 29 of In the Movies. This week we're talking about Mad Max Fury Road and remakes, reboots, and sequels. Welcome to Jurassic Park. I am Iron Man. Or maybe I was just a girl interrupted. She is so adorably clueless. Beetlejuice. Be kind, rewind. It's just a bunch of hocus pocus. Sincerely yours, The Breakfast Club. It's 2017. Yay! Also, kind of boo. It's yep. Pros and cons, people. Yep. Yep. (laughs) I don't know. (sighs) Yeah, it's our it's our first one recorded since 2017. Well, no, we did our 2016 recap. Right. We did that in, of course, obviously, or else how do you recap (laughs) the whole year? Um, but yeah, first regular episode. Woohoo. I'm pretty <laughs> excited. We, yeah. I'm excited because it's Mad Max and it's a movie like I was actually really excited that we picked to watch again. It's because it's just a good movie. It's, good it's enjoyable. Movie. It's not like too long. It hits like because it's two hours, but like any longer I'd start to be like. Well, yeah, because it's <laughs> one big car chase. Right. But it's but a it's really great. good car chase. Yeah. So. Yeah, and we decided the topic, and then we're like, oh, now we need to find a sequel or remake that we actually like yeah, to talk about. We didn't want to, like, watch something we hated. No, we're not into that. No. 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 Boy, no. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> no. <Boy>, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so I'm excited. Should we start talking about yeah, it? Yeah, let's get into Yay. it. Uh, so we watched Mad Max Fury Road. It was released in 2015. It was directed by George Miller. He wrote and directed the original Mad Max movies that had Mel Gibson, mm-hmm. I think, in the lead role. Uh, written by George Miller, Brendan McCarthy, and Nico Lathuris. Is that right? I have no La- idea. Lathuris. Lathuris. <laughs> Something along that line. Uh, he's never going to listen to this, so I feel okay about it. <laughs> uh, it's starring Tom Hardy and Charlize Theron. Plot summary, a woman rebels against a tyrannical ruler in a post-apocalyptic Australia in search for her homeland with the help of a group of female prisoners, a psychiatric... What? A psychotic... Oh, okay. Sorry, I don't read goodly. A psychotic warshipper. Is that what they called them? Okay. And a drifter named Max. I have issues just with the plot summary a little bit. Worshipper. They worship oh, Martin Joe. Oh, I can't see that from here. It looks like an A. Oh, worship. I was having issue. <laughs> That's why I was confused. Well, no, worshipper. Worshipper. He ship. <laughs> well, he kind of ships war. <laughs> War's great. Guys, I promise I'm not as dumb as that just made me sound. You're welcome, though. I just told her to read it without her pre-reading it, so. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, I spot read real well. Yeah. You're a natural performer. <laughs> yeah. Can't you tell? I mean, that was pretty great. All right. right so. <laughs> Mad Max. <laughs> a woman rebelling against a tyrannical ruler is Furiosa. Yes. The, arguably the the star of, like, the main character. It's yes. It's her story, but, it's her story, but it's from Max is our way in. Yeah, he's like our point of view. Yeah. I mean, I never saw the original trilogy. Neither. My brother and my father both loved the originals. Mm-hmm. Apparently they're, like, a little strange, though. Yeah? Yeah. I mean, well, not I mean, that, Max I guess, a little if strange. you watch this. <laughs> Kind yeah, of strange. It's pretty. They're pretty. They're strange. pretty strange. They have a like car thing, car vehicle, just for a giant boombox. So live it's music. my favorite <laughs> one. I mean, it's a bit fantastical as well. Yes. Um, but like I, I saw a little bit of the first one on TV, and it wasn't yeah. like deserty, post-apocalyptic. No? It was still like they were on a beach, and like there was green. But he was a cop still in the first one. Right. I said, uh, I wrote down his little narration thing at the beginning. Yeah. He said, I was a cop once or something. A road warrior. Yeah. 
Because the first one was called Road Warrior. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if I'm really interested in seeing Me the neither. originals. I'm not. I'm, no. I'm just going to compare it to this and be like, this looks lame because it's like 70s, 80s. Right. <laughs> and it's Mel Gibson, who I don't think I really like. Right. And, yeah, this is way better, so. Yeah. I'm cool with this. I just wanted to put that out there that I've never seen the original, so mm. when we're talking about it as, like, it's kind of a sequel, but it's also kind of like a reboot. <laughs> it's really bizarre. It's kind of... I would call it... Well, I think it considered both, because right. it is still the same character. But it's different actor. Mm-hmm. But, well, in that way, it's kind of like... I guess it's kind of like how they keep rebooting Batman. Right. And Spider-Man. it's just several... Like, more... Well, Spider-Man, they keep doing origin stories, but, like, with Batman, like, all through, like, 80s, 90s, they kept just, like, changing the actor, but it was still Batman. Batman. Just a new Batman story, and this is based on comics, so it's just another Mac, Mad, Mad Max story in yeah. his life there, so... And it happens after the events of the first one, so it is a yes. sequel. But it's also a reboot because they are, like, making more of them, so yeah. they're starting it up again, so it's a reboot. Of the franchise. Yes. But it's good, so. It is I'm, good. I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, yeah, I didn't make a lot of notes because I just fucking enjoyed it. And then yeah. tried to write some notes after. I mean, they had like, okay, I'm putting this in quotes you guys can't see. Controversy around the film right, when it was like right. declared as a feminist film and all this sort of stuff, and like apparently that made men's dick shrink, so they got all upset about it. Yeah, Furiosa's awesome. What's your problem with her? And it's nice to see like her and Matt. I love their arc together because it's like from the distrust to kind of being the only per people strong enough to support each other in that way. And like, there's no love story or any of that. They're just like two awesome badasses being yep. badass together. Yep. That's really great. It is really Taking great. down the government. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of of more than one place because they, they take down the main dude whose name C was Morton Joe. Yeah. Yeah. And the Citadel. And right. then there's, the gas, gas town, town boys and the bullet farm. And, the bullet farm. and they kind of take out all three leaders in that yeah. car chase. So, so I don't know. Kind of, they really do have to start again. <laughs> they right. have to go to gas town bullet farm and be like, um, we killed your leaders, but will you still supply us with gas and bullets? <laughs> Please. Because those are very important things in this Yeah. World. Well, they have water, so I mean, they can pay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a very odd world where, like, I get that it's post-apocalyptic, desert, water is sparse, but, um, gasoline, fucking everywhere. Like, if it was really super, like, post-apocalyptic, like, all technology, electricity is gone, but they're still revving their engines, like, you think that would kind of go back to basics as well, like, transport, you know? Yeah. But I guess that's the one thing that they still have in plenty is They can still engines. pump, pump the the stuff up. Well, I mean, because yeah. he talks about, like, what led to the apocalypse was, like, the oil wars. Mm -hmm. um, I forget what else it was. It was nuclear whatever. Right. The oil wars, which I think led to, like, a nuclear war, which decimated the yeah. earth. And that sort of stuff. And, I mean, I think it's interesting because it, it does pull from a very, like, real place in our world right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oil. Yep. And nuclear disaster. Yep. Um, but then it goes into, like, this total fantastical version of what would happen, because... Yeah. Like, gas and bullets are the most important thing. Well, because, like, bullets, how do you manufacture bullets in a post-apocalyptic world where you're only... I understand, okay, right. gasoline is available, so you obviously, if you have gas-powered machinery... Right. To manufacture them, but you still need the raw materials, so, like, you just are on a very, like, rich like, vein of, like... Yeah, or it's more of, like, a stash, like, of stuff that was already made. I guess. Or they're... 
But like you'd think Bullet Farm, maybe they're actually just going out and stealing from everyone else and then selling it. I don't know. Yeah. How I know. I'm now I want to know about world. the other. I want to know about the other towns. Yeah, I want like a story after like Furiosa and the women take over the citadel. And everyone gets water, and everyone's happy, and, like, how their new, like, system works, and mm-hmm. visit the other places, yeah. and this little world. Let's see a happy Mad Max. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there would still be problems. They're growing things and stuff. Yeah, their new seeds. Yeah, It's exciting. Uh, I love it so much. I know. Um, I wrote down a quote from the beginning, and Morton Joe, when he turns on the water... He says, do not, my friends, become addicted to water. It will take hold of you, and you will resent its absence. I also had that quote down. Because I saw it recently on, like, Tumblr, and someone making the point of, like, like, water is a basic human right, and people are just, like, fighting to get it, and they're telling you, like, this is a luxury. Uh Don't get used to this, which is what's kind of going on right now with people fighting for just basic human rights. Yep. And it should just be basic human rights and not something we have to ask the government for, for, pretty please, for this luxury. Yeah. So there's that parallel. <laughs> yeah. There's a, yeah. I'm having a hard time today. So <laughs> today specifically. Okay. So. Yeah. Can't get into it. <laughs> okay. Not not the time or the place. Whew. So Morton Joe sucks. Yeah, we don't like him. I'd also like to He's know a- how he became where he is, what he is. How he, like, got a hold of that place. Right, and his all... the water, and... Well, I mean, everyone's, like, sick. Right. Because, like... Well, and they talk about, like, everything got poisoned from nuclear fallout. Right. And then um, the whole idea of the half-lives, because their, boi- their bones are all poisoned, and their blood's all poisoned, or something like that. Yeah. So it's something like they only... Like, they die young, I assume, is the whole point of a half-life. Yeah. They all had, like, weird lumps on them, because they all had, like, crazy cancers, probably. Yeah. Like, water seems... That water he's pumping up seems to be the only, like... Clean water. Yeah. And I assume, like... It's from the underground. Yeah. Well, he does... He goes through the room with all the green in it, in Morton Joe. Right. And he's And it's also, like, on top. It's a little oasis. Yeah. In the desert. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. He's got all those people, like, begging for water. It's like, it's just a fucking power trip. Because they're not, like, a society. They're not functioning. They're not even, like, slaves or anything. He's got his war boys. Yeah, it's not like He's they're just, doing like, anything. just, like, fucking with them. Because yeah. they could all fucking die down there, and he wouldn't care. No. Because he's got his breeders making more war boys, and he's got his war boys. And he's just, like, fighting with people, I guess. So it's just he like, just likes as long he just likes having absolute power. Mm-hmm. He doesn't give a crap about anything else. Ugh, men, right? <laughs> Jesus, white men. Right. So, um, I love this movie Me because, like, every character. Okay, there are way more men in the movie yes. because there's all the men in the car chase, or all the people or in the car chase are men. But the female characters that we do get, every single one of them is important and has a character and has a point and has right. a character arc. The women and is are brave and almost, strong and amazing. Yeah, like they're like more important to the film than the men are in a lot of cases. Yeah, the men are just like background. Yeah, just to create it's this nice. world full of men. And it's so rare to have that in exactly. a film. Yeah, it's great. Furios's character is like phenomenal, mm-hmm. but like all the the breeders that go with her like yeah they all have their little moment of like showing their character and showing showing how brave they are just for leaving yep it's like they're so brave and furiosa for doing this after being like a slave there for so long she's like i have a reason to try and go home now Mm -hmm. yeah it's like she needed the extra little push to like break out yeah. Like, you kind of get the feeling like she's always wanted to try and go home, but she needed a reason to risk her mm-hmm. life. Yeah. Yeah. Which is great. Mm-hmm. Women helping women. So nice to see instead yeah. of us tearing <laughs> each other down like we normally do. And then do. they meet the older women, and they join up, and they're yeah, just they're as so badass. so cool. I know. 
And they're like, yeah, we're going to fucking go back right through them. Right. And, and I mean, it's an interesting film because, like, you get there, they get to the end, it's not what you're kind of promised the whole film, and then their decision is to go back. Yeah. So you're like, literally this whole story is just going and coming back. But, but they make it's it work. the journey, yeah. right? Because I assume, had to go like, there to know that they had to go back. Right, because when they talk about, like, the salt and stuff, I'm assuming that's ocean. Mm-hmm. And that's why they're saying, like, well, 160 days and we'll see. But it's like, think about the world. Depending from Australia, where they're leaving from, they're not going to hit anything. Yeah. They might. It depends on... Yeah, I didn't realize that watching it and then I was reading some, like, facts or whatever. That it wasn't, like, a salt flat. It was, like... That's the, the fucking ocean dried right, up. Right, because it dried up and much less. Because someone's like, 160 salt. days, you'll hit the edge of Australia at some point. But yeah. it's, no, it's just the fucking ocean. Yeah. So, at least you know there's something back there right. to fight for, to try to get. Well, with nuclear... driving off and it, dying. They could, could be nothing. Like, okay, so you might get lucky if you leave from Australia in the right direction. You could probably hit some of the other islands, that sort of stuff, yeah, in, like, in Southeast Asia. Asia. Yeah. But what's left there? Yeah. So... It's better there. Exactly. You could have the same type of crazy society, or it could just be barren. Yeah. Or it could be better. I guess you don't know. The outlook doesn't look good. Right. You know? Like, at least there's something that you could try And there's people to fight for, and there's good to be done. I don't know. Yeah. And if you're gonna go down, go down fighting. Right. Which in an epic car chase. Yeah, which also every woman that dies does so like by choice. Like she sacrifices herself, she knows what she's fighting for. Like once the um the wives are out, like they're no longer victims, like they are in control. Even when they die on the road, like they knew what they were getting into. They sacrificed themselves. Yeah. Or they risked it. They're like no longer victims. Yeah. Women power. It's just so great. Mm-hmm. I don't know what else can we say. I don't know. The ending is one thing that doesn't bother me. Like, I kind of like that he just, like, dropped in, visited this story, and now he's on the road again. Because that's yeah. his life. But there's, like, the shot of him, like, in the crowd leaving, and Furiosa just, like, looks at him. It's like, it's a bit of, like, a white man savior thing. He came and, like, helped them. A little saved bit. It. And then he's like, I'm just gonna leave now, because I'm, like, I'm a fucking martyr. Like, I just came here and saved you. I, There's a little bit of that. I for sure get that. It's just that I think that it's fairly true to his character, because, like, the whole thing is, like, he he's never stopped. He's never right. been tied down. Like, he doesn't... No, yeah, I get that that's Haunted by the is. past. And yeah. apparently, because he loses his car in this one. The car right. gets demolished. And that was a very big deal. My brother was like, holy shit. What's yeah. he gonna do now? That was his car. Throughout, like, the entire trilogy. Right, yeah, where he's just wandering off into the desert now. Right. Like, what are you gonna do? I'm assuming, like, I mean, if Furios is in charge, I'm sure she'll be like, take a car. Take one of our yeah. crazy... He's just, like, mysteriously left in the crowd. Now. I know. It's bizarre. It's a little, yeah. Yeah. Because you'd think If you want to analyze it like that, you can say, like, well, he came and saved Right, everyone. for sure. It was his idea to go back. She couldn't have done it without him. No, you... He... I totally he agree with you. Yeah. It's totally this whole, like, well, the man came and saved you yeah. so that you ladies <laughs> could have your freedom. You're welcome. But also, he wouldn't have made it without them. Exactly. So. And he knows that. Oh, yeah. It becomes, like, a really good partnership. Yeah. A really equal like, main characters. Anyway, it's just fucking good. Do you want some fun facts? Sure, I love fun facts. The editor, Margaret Siskel, had roughly 470 hours of footage to edit, and watching it took three months. Holy crap. CGI is so good in this movie, though. Yeah. That's a lot of hours. And they cut it down to two. two. That's impressive. Two. That's impressive. That's good editing. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, she won the fucking Oscar for it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, also, writer and feminist Eve Ensler, who mm-hmm. wrote the vagina monologues, yep. was consulted to enhance the portrayal of female characters. That's nice that somebody actually thought enough about writing their female characters yeah. to consult a woman. Yeah. I did like reading that. It's like, oh, good. Okay. What a novel idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, 
And as if you didn't already know, it won six Oscars Mm -hmm. at 2016 Academy Awards. Film editing, costume design, makeup and hairstyling, sound mixing, sound editing, and production design. Mm -hmm. All were amazing. Yeah, I was like, those are all fairly well deserved. It it was something so different, and it was so much more on, like, such a much more epic scale than any other film. Yeah, and it was, and George Miller said this, like, it was important to make it beautiful so that it wasn't just a fucking car chase or an action movie that... Because there's so little in this world, people would make an effort to make things beautiful. Yeah. But also the fact that there's very little dialogue in this film. Right. So you want it to be nice to look at, too. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. There's... It's one of those things that, like, shocks me, especially the first half of the film, there's a lot of silence. Yeah. Not... I mean, there's sound, but I mean, like, there's not a lot of talking. He has a thing over his face for a lot of it, and... Yeah. And all the wives are, like, scared. They're not really talking much. Yeah. She's I mean, just, like, minimally communicating with right. him. Yeah. It's, it's, it's nice. It's kind of, it's the opposite of a Talking Heads movie. It's, like, all action and, like... Yeah. And yet, still, like, so much character to all the yeah. characters. It's great. Yeah. Good job, team it Mad Max Fury Road. <laughs> yep. I wrote down orange and blue, because those are the two, two colors. Two <laughs> the only colors they use in the whole movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, Yeah. It's just great. Mm-hmm. 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 All right. Let's sum this up. How about... We've already basically talked about this the whole time, but if we had to give a grade to the female representation... A. A. I would give it definitely an A. Because, like I said, every female character is a good, full, real character. Yeah. Well, like, you and have the amazing. different things. You have the one that's, like, was the leader of kind of the defiance of her fellow breeders and you have the mm-hmm. one that's like we should go back he'll forgive us we should go back mm-hmm. you really got like the gamut of yeah different feelings about it and it was nice it was great um female crew tally we've got 15 people in what we consider the top five positions and only four of them were women that's not great but one of them was the editor which is really rare the rest of the producers. So. Which is always the case. Yep. And Rotten Tomatoes critics gave it 97%, audience 86%. Wow. Which is pretty good. Yeah. It's very good on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. For a second, I was like, I thought the audience would have been higher, but then I remembered all those stupid men. Right. <laughs> who didn't... Who were like, who didn't like why a woman? is there a woman in this Ugh, movie? Disgusting. How dare she drive and a big truck? And why don't... All the women die if they're going to be in this movie, and how come there's no sex? What's the point uh, of having a woman? Scantily clad women, but no sex? What the fuck? Right. What a waste of a woman. Right. You can't fuck her. Seriously. What's the point, otherwise? So, Mad Max is great. <laughs> it's uh, an anomaly among reboots, sequels, remakes, franchises. For yeah. sure. It's not original. You could also consider it an adaptation because it's based on comics. Um, True. So, but it, as a movie, was so unique. Whereas when we're talking about all these reboots and sequels, we're talking about like franchises where we're like, oh, it's the tenth movie in this <laughs> and world. And it's the exact all same. The same. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mad Max has some like unique qualities that make it a little bit like atypical of the reboot sequel. Mm-hmm. It definitely stands on its own. Yeah, you don't, as we said, we haven't seen yeah. the other ones. We don't need to, to either understand the story. We understand that these things haunt him from his past. He wasn't able to save people. Mm. He's a drifter that tries, that mostly is just all about survival and, mm. but he has a moral compass that makes him help out where he can and Furios is awesome. Look, yeah. I don't need to see the other three. Like, <laughs> and although it leaves it open to more, it doesn't need more. Feel like it's incomplete. Like this is just the first of three. Yeah, it, you can just watch it on its own. It's just one one of his little adventures, right? But also, like, we could see more because he's gonna go off and have more adventures. Yeah. So that's why Mad Max is special. Mm-hmm. Here are um, the ones that aren't special. All of them. Do you want to know how many there are coming? How many, Tish, are coming? Remakes and reboots currently in the works. 
112. That's insane. That was like last summer, this article is from. <laughs> it's still insane. And sequels. How many sequels are in the works? 174. Wow. That's a lot of movies to pick to make sequels of. Right. Now, I mean, these are obviously just films that have been, like, greenlit. We don't know how many of them will right. see the but eventual, all... but they're all in production of some stage. Yes. And all within Hollywood. Yeah, that's Because insane. if they were super independent, you wouldn't, you wouldn't hear about, hear about it. it. So... That's a lot. I mean, just think of the number of movies that get released. Like, what a large chunk that takes up of the industry. It's most of it. Yeah. it's It's got to be, like, what, like, four-fifths of the industry. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. Well, we have this little infographic down here. This is from 2011. 81, 91, 2001, 2011. And it went from uh, seven out of ten of the top movies being original to 2011, eight of them are sequels and two of them are adaptations. Yeah. Like, pretty it's, jarring. It's gone. Change. Original movies are gone. Yep. Which makes me sad. But here's the thing. It's, What's the thing? What does it all come down to? The movie industry is a fucking industry. Which really? means it needs to make money. <gasps> And money makes the world go round. Yeah. And it certainly makes the movies get made. Yes. So, if you're wondering where the original ideas are, and why we keep making the same movies and sequels of movies, it's because they make the fucking money. Not just here. Uh, We're talking about Hollywood this whole time, so, like, America. So, domestic, we mean America. And then, like, international. Um, They do make a lot of money here. Like I said, they're like most of our releases now. Um, but actually, the global market is now more important than the domestic. It's like 70-80% of the money they're making. Yeah. They don't have the same, like, go-to-the-movies, family trip thing, movies are special that they used to have. No. And everywhere else has movie theaters and stuff. It's not... Yeah. And our biggest... Uh, market is actually China. China loves movies. The second biggest movie market, soon to be the first. Yeah. So really, literally, they're making movies for Chinese audiences. Right. And China is a very different nation and has a lot of different restrictions and um, acceptable things deemed acceptable in public films. I find it very odd just because it is so different in that way that things are so restricted and yet they're watching all our movies. But if you look at them, all our movies are safe for China. Exactly, cuz it's the same movie over and over again. Yeah, it's just good guys fighting bad guys. Right. Black hat, white hat. This is just a western in space now. <laughs> yep. Um and they like censor weird things like Ghostbusters couldn't be released in China because they don't allow ghosts in movies in China. So if you want to pick on the Ghostbusters for not making enough money, that's a big reason why it didn't internationally make money if it wasn't released in China. Exactly. Because with China being the second biggest market, to have that cut out of of your gross right off the bat is... I mean, it's almost... You you almost can't come back from that. No. Um, And they're just... They're literally making things that are, I would say, almost, like, dumbed down, but, like, easily translated into yep. other languages, and the story's so basic that there's no, like, cultural confusion. Like we said, good guys, bad guys. We're talking a lot about the superhero movies, let's be honest. Well, right now, that's what dominates the industry is And for, like, films. the last ten years, yeah. at least. Yeah. It's so, only grown. Look China. what Marvel did. Yep. Oh, boy. Um, yeah, so, uh, they're literally just making movies for China. So they're making it safe for China, so they're not making anything unique or daring or controversial. It's just good guys versus bad guys. Yep. Which makes me sad. Yeah, you... Not that there's anything wrong with China. China, No. By all means, watch our movies. But you are taking over. (laughs) And you're losing what made, like, film such, like, a special medium in terms of 
It's storytelling. Stories. And we're and not writing stories anymore. No. no. Well, mm. yeah. Um, Everything's just a copy. They, they're like, yeah. oh, we'll change this guy's name. And his sidekick will be, like, a raccoon instead of something yeah. else. And then it's good. Like, I mean, okay, two movies I love. Avengers. Mm-hmm. Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. Same fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> Guardians just, like, funnier. Right. Yeah. It's but it's shit. just the Avengers. I good mean, guys, bad guys. You have... Star-Lord, who's Captain America, and you have the chick on the side, like, Black yeah, Widow, and you woman, have yeah. Hulk, which is Groot, which is just, like, massive amount of strength and power yeah. that can just take... Like, you have Iron Man is Rocket with the technology. Yeah. You have, like, the whole the whole team's there. And yeah. Thor, the outsider from a different culture who doesn't <laughs> quite understand things. Like, it's, it's the same movie. That being, like, you know, we're not even trying (laughs) yeah that's the thing we're making the same movie but they're watchable it is i love that movie they have just (laughs) enough differences to make us go oh that one was so funny or that one looked different or that one had this actor i like or but they're all just pretty mediocre yeah i mean fine that's the thing passable you enjoy them (laughs) They're, they're entertainment, but they're not the movies that keep you awake at night thinking like how amazing that was or get you thinking about like your view on the world changing or doing any of that. That doesn't happen watching these. You're like, oh my God, that was fun. Yeah. And I'm going to watch it again and again because it was fun. Yeah. Let's meet up next time one comes out. Yeah. And that's just like, we're just accepting that now. Yeah. Like no one's demanding like anything to like. No. change their worldview. We don't view or need anything. a higher form of film, apparently. <sighs> Sorry. <laughs> it's depressing. It is. Um, so, Hollywood. Oh, Hollywood. <laughs> um, yeah, so we're making stuff for China, and we're just making stuff that we already know, because we won't venture into anything new. Yeah. Um, which isn't the way it always was, because, like, back in, like, the 50s or earlier, there's only, like, six studios in America, and they all own their own cinemas, so they're making all the money, and 60% of Americans are going to the movies every single week. Yeah, Which doesn't insane. happen anymore, no. because the internet, we're watching media, different media in different ways. Yeah. Um, so basically, they were guaranteed to make money whatever they put out, because there wasn't a lot of options. People were just going to go see whatever movie was out. Yeah. Because there were only, like, six of them exactly. a month or something. And it wasn't like, oh, if it doesn't make $40 million in its first weekend, it's a yeah. failure. So. Because if people actually, didn't see it the first week, there's only six options. We'll see it next week. Yeah. Or the week after. Yeah. So they were making kind of whatever they wanted to make, which meant they were telling, like, different types of stories. Whereas now, um... I'm going to quote this article. Everything will be linked in the blog post to go with this. So this article from The Atlantic, um, talking about why Hollywood makes so many boring superhero movies, um, said Hollywood needs to know what its fragile audience wants. And when it asks us, we tell them, make us something like the last average thing I saw. Yep. Which is exactly what we do. Exactly. Give me another adventure with these superheroes. Yeah. Oh, that was fine. Yeah. I had fun. That's yeah. like, give me another one. Guys, I want to see guys, more. Explosions. I get it. Yeah. So <laughs> it's all become just like it's okay. It's just fine. It's good enough to go see the movies. They hype it up enough that you want to go see it opening weekend. Because spoilers. Although, like, what's the big spoiler? We all know what's going to happen. That's the thing. It's not like... uh, Spoilers are weird, especially when it comes to, like, the Marvel universe where, like, you know that... Like, you've known for the last ten years that they're all culminating to this, like, big last thing. You know? You know, like, Thor's not going to die in the movie. Like... Yeah, there's no... What spoiler is it? Like, oh, spoiler. Loki's in this one again. Yeah. Okay, well, like, that doesn't change or, like, my view. someone's secretly hailing Hydra. Like, yeah. Well, yeah, of course someone's going to betray them. Like, whatever. Right, or else there's no <laughs> conflict. Yeah. So, um, 
Yeah, although they're doing this to make so much money, 2016 was... There were a lot of failing sequels to a lot of... Not the franchises so much, but more like joining this bandwagon and thinking, oh, we're guaranteed success if we use recognizable material, Mm -hmm. so let's make a sequel to this thing that came out like 10, 15 years ago. Yeah, it's all about branding. Yeah. And then everyone's like, oh yeah, I remember that movie. But then, like, the people who like the movies, like, moved on, like, in age. They're not going to the movies anymore or something. Like, they don't care about new movies. Or, you know. And then they come out and everyone hears that they're not that great. So they're like, I don't need to see see another Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Or I don't need to see Zoolander 2. Right. You know. Yeah. There's such mediocre movies that we're making sequels of. Like, even beyond Marvel. Like, Marvel... Marvel's kind of, again, like, its own beast, as they've kind of created this multi-platform, mm-hmm. huge, giant world that's leading up to one thing. If you take each, like, individual character, like, Iron Man, progressively worse, and obviously progressively worse. Yeah. Thor, too, was not as good as one. Like, all of them ha- suffer from the sequel problem, but they're making money because everyone's bought into the world. Yes. Whereas things like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2... Well, no one really liked the first one. Right. So why did you make a second one? This is... Yeah. Like... Sometimes they, they don't know what they're doing. No. They try... They think they found something that works. And then they do that with, like, no other reason behind it. Like, just for the sake of doing a sequel. And it doesn't fucking work. Marvel, at least, like, has this world that yeah. we're continually getting new characters and new ways to view the world. So they're kidding us that way. And the familiarity. Yeah, and each one has like at least something to do with kind of the overall plot that we're getting to. Now yeah. some movies it's like this like weird little thing that you barely paid attention to that was like thirty seconds long. Yeah. That later comes back and you're like, oh but they tie they it in at just least enough. <laughs> tie them in together. Yeah. Yeah. I don't and it's like, with each one, they get, like, more, like, diluted because they keep mashing them together. And right. there's so many people that you're just like, I know this character because they had their own movie once, but now I don't know who you are. You're just another one yeah. fighting. I vaguely know what your purpose in this movie is. But you're there. I know who you are. But, like, that's also an interesting thing when you compare, like, Marvel universe to DC's universe because they're trying to do the same thing. They want to like build this massive world and continue being able to just do sequel after sequel and like character after character. Marvel It's not working for DC. Marvel (laughs) took the time to plan ahead Mm -hmm. and started out with individual films for characters. So that the audience knows them. So that when they go and see a movie that has 15 characters in it. You don't need to spend three quarters of the movie introducing the characters. Whereas DC just throws all theirs in a movie and that they can't have any plot. Yeah. So it's also like weirdly necessary to have like the, I don't know. It's yeah. If you're going to have this world and you want like 10 characters in a movie and you want them all to be important. Yeah. You need to know them. Yeah. Give them their movies. But you don't, do you need three Iron Mans? (laughs) No, they did not need that third one at all. No. So, no. I don't know. No, they just don't know when to quit while you're ahead. Yeah, they really are just, like, running with these things. You know, but, I mean, apparently China's buying it, so... They, yeah. I mean, I don't know what they're critically thinking, or if they're just... The Chinese audiences are just like seeing these, like, American superhero movies. Right. And I don't know. I'm not... I've never been to China. I, mean, I don't know the Chinese film industry. They're spending money industry. on it, so... Yeah. They can't be and saying That's the that number one thing. Them. If it's making money, they're gonna keep doing it. Oh, boy. That says a lot about our world. In general. Yeah. <laughs> it does. Okay, well, let's talk about original movies. Let's do it! Why we're so enraged by the epidemic of unoriginal movies. Yeah. Because um, for me, I think most of my favorite movies, like the 
really stick with me. I meant a lot when I first saw them, and I still like really like them. They've all been original stories, and a lot of them like independently produced. Like as much as we love the Marvel movies and stuff, I love them and I'll watch them over and over. But mm-hmm. they're not the ones that like stick with me as no. like God. This is an amazing movie, and you tell everyone to watch it. No, no. Um, so like I said, from like. 1981 to, like, 2011, we've completely got rid of original movies in, like, the top ten. Um, I'm sure it's about the same now. Yeah, that's... The only original films these days seem to be a lot of, like, indie productions or, like, low budget. And... Yeah. So they don't have the same marketing and thus the same gross as you do with the giant... Right. Original films are being made. Yes, they're, you know, and they're getting to festivals and stuff. They're not advertised. But or they're not getting picked wide up. Wide releases. By studios. They're not, the studios aren't giving money to people to make original movies. No. So they're, they're making saying, them anyway, but no one is helping them get them out there because it's not globally marketable. Right. Studios are saying, specific. you go make it. If it's good and they want to nominate it for Academy Awards, then we'll pick it up. Yeah. <laughs> and if not, have fun at the festival circuit. Yeah. <laughs> and the four theaters you can show it in across America. LA, Chicago, New York. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, Yeah, that's the thing. They're, people are making great movies. It's just the, the like general audience, general public is not getting to see them or even hear about them. You have to be super movie nerds like us to hear about these independent movies getting made and how you can actually watch them because... Yeah. They're not going to be in your theaters. They might not even be on, like, iTunes or Netflix or whatever. Correct. You have to search them out, which average movie watcher doesn't want to do. They just no. want to watch a fun movie. Yeah. Or even, like, a great, meaningful movie, but they're not going to search it out. Well, like, there are options, of course. Like, we recently, like, Sundance has its own yeah. Netflix type thing. Like, yeah. uh It's called Sundance Now. Yeah. Started and, at, like, only docs, but now they have... But they have narrative, narrative stuff yeah. on there, too. And, like, so there are things, but, okay, now you're incurring expense for that, and, like, all sorts mm-hmm. of things, just like everything else, so... Yeah. It comes down to people, studios, and now the audience, because we've got accustomed to it, are just not willing to take a risk on something. Nope. Like, for me, just watching a trailer is enough to be, like, I get it. I can decide if I want to see it or not. For other people, they need that familiar face or familiar name in the top credits or just a familiar IP to, like, feel safe that they have some reference point or that they trust that it'll be good because these people are involved. I know. It makes me so sad, though, because I'm like, it's the stuff... We we spoke about it in, like, our recap, the movies mm-hmm. that we walked into being like, oh, and then we come out and they're like, that was amazing! Yeah. That's the fun and of it. And when it's a superhero movie that you're seeing and it's his ninth reincarnation, <laughs> it's, you know what you're getting. It's not yeah. exciting. You don't get the, like, wonder of the cinema the same way. Exactly. That's what um, original movies have that, like, adaptations and stuff don't, is that it's unknown. Yeah. Even if you know the trailer, like, summary or something, you don't know what's going to happen. You don't know if these people will survive or what path they're going to take because it's just one movie. You don't know how it's going to end. And it's characters and, like, possibly, like, a world that you just are not aware of. And it's so much more engaging and Mm -hmm. exciting and makes you come out of the theater or whatever and say, oh, my God, that was so different. I need to tell everyone about it. Mm Mm-hmm. You have real stakes and suspense in a film. Yes. You don't have that. You don't have that in no. sequels and They're so safe yeah. and comfortable. Right. Everything's going to be fine. And it's not... There's ten more movies. It's not to say it's not enjoyable. Like, that's not what we're... No. Like, we're, like the movies you want. We're the hugest, <laughs> like, Marvel proponents and, like, you know yeah. what I mean? But... We're not, like, above this shit. No, We no. are one of the masses. We are one of you. Going to see it in theaters so it doesn't get spoiled. Right. We're one of you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but just maybe be a, more aware that that's what you're watching. Yeah. Yeah. And occasionally, one does, like, slip through and gets right. big release because it, you know, festival, somebody picks it up and decides it's marketable and they shove it down your face. 
And you can start, see it. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. Like, awards buzz is a big thing. If films start getting awards buzz and studios suddenly are like, yeah. oh, great. But, I mean, that's a whole other thing. Oscars and awards. It is a whole other thing. I'm just they saying, like... put money into getting those nominations course. and awards. Of course That's they do. also money. It's mo- Everything's money everything's in Hollywood. Money. <laughs> I mean, everything's money everywhere, but that? Hollywood in particular. Yeah. We really need to separate Hollywood from, like, the art of filmmaking yes. and storytelling. Because we try to be specific. Things. Yeah. Yeah. Because, like I said, there are filmmakers making great, original, unique, different movies. But they're not part of that industry. Like, they're not even in that system. Yeah. Which... Is what most people think is all there is, Hollywood, mm-hmm. and what they can see in the theater. No. You need to go to film festivals. Yay! And go online and find weird, quirky films. Yeah. I would say, like, There's even, fun. like, IMDb. Yeah. The, like, recommended things are, like, similar to this. Or, like, if you like an actor, look at their filmography. They'll find... You'll find some, like, cool indie movie that they that did they, when they were just starting. Right. Or, a favorite director, like, look at... A, that's somewhere to start where you have that recognition that you need. Yeah, and that you trust. start there and then go down the wormhole. Yeah. It's fun. It is. <laughs> if you actually want to see unique movies... They are there. So many resources. Yeah. Like, I'm always finding out about them, because I fall on Tumblr and stuff, like, women in film stuff, mm-hmm. and I'm always like, ooh, this looks interesting, never heard about that, and it's not even necessarily new... No. But somebody took the time to, like, curate some movies. Right. And it's new to you. Yeah. And all I had to do was follow them on Tumblr. So. <laughs> it's pretty easy. It's almost like anyone could do it. Almost. <laughs> if you care about the movies watching. Well, yeah. Which I assume if you're listening to a movies podcast, you're more than a casual viewer. <laughs> I would assume so. I don't think anyone just got through all of that with being like, well, they're all right, movies. Movies, <laughs> <laughs> they're okay. Please, they're I okay. like Marvel movies. Oh, yeah. The Iron Man guy, he's fun. He is fun. He is fun. I love Tony Stark. <laughs> I guess my point with all this is that it's the original movies that, like, changed my life, you know? Like, there's entertainment movies, and then there's, like, meaningful, like, what the fuck was that? Mm-hmm. I am a different person now for hearing that story, for seeing this film. Which sounds kind of pretentious, I guess. Like, this movie changed my life. But really, it's a whole world and a story for, like, two hours. You're totally in somewhere else. And if it's good, you're learning something. I agree. And it... Film has a way of, like, teaching you, like, empathy and sympathy because you... Because of the way that you can, like, enter the lives of... People with different mm-hmm. perspectives on the world and people in different circumstances and different ethnicities and different cultures. And you can't do that in the same way in other forms of media. And, and now yeah. I have goosebumps because <laughs> I like film. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, as much fun as it is to watch superheroes blow things up, it's not changing my worldview. No. It's not showing me something different. I'm not learning anything because it's not a real world. It's just more straight white men, if anything. So that's also the other sad thing is with all this everything needing to be recognizable, that that's also contributing to the lack of diversity because no one has a problem with straight white men. Right. But they won't take a chance or, like, even start to integrate other cultures and races and genders and sexualities and the more they can whitewash the major films which is something that we've been talking about yes throughout say the last few months of the podcast the better there's Mm -hmm. i mean (sighs) (laughs) just big size big size i think we got through about everything good for us i'm really proud I have little victories in life, man. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot to talk about. Like I said, it's all, it's the it's the Chinese, it's the market, it's marketing has taken over substance in movies. Oh, it's yeah. just... Follow the money. Yeah. It's, yeah. They're not even, like, writing 
they're not someone's not sitting down writing a movie anymore there's like a committee of the studio putting together all the like focus groups like this the stuff all that stuff putting it together in a movie and basically they're writing marketing campaigns yep and it fucking works. Well, and then they hire writers to write the film that's already pretty much written in their heads by the oh, yeah. committee. And they're like, well, these this is what's going to happen. We just need you to write the actual dialogue. Exactly. No one's writing the, <laughs> like, next Marvel movie. No. They know what it's going to be. Yeah. They're just going to, They've like, known what it's going to be for 10 years. <laughs> Which of these white men are we going to hire to direct and write our next Marvel movie? Right. Wonder Woman, though. Directed by a woman. Written by women? Is it written by women? I don't well. think so. I don't think so. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's, but something. Small victories. Like Little victories. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, next time on the podcast, next week, uh, we're doing This Month in the Movies, which you'll notice used to be This Week in the Movies, but we were not doing it every week. So now we're <laughs> going to do it every month. Yes, we are going to do it. We've had month. a dose of reality, and this is what works with the <laughs> schedule that we lead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so at the beginning end of every month, we're going to recap all our, what we've been watching, what people have been talking about, all that good stuff. Yes. So next week, we'll be talking about what happened in January in the movies. In the movies. <laughs> uh, you can email us at, is this still right? In the movies yeah. podcast at gmail.com. Uh, or you can follow us if it's easier, which it is for most people, on Twitter and Instagram at In the Movies Pod. We're trying to get better about giving you guys reviews of stuff we're watching, yeah. that sort of thing. Yeah, we've been posting quite a bit. Yeah, Tish has been posting quite a bit. <laughs> and Juliana's posted some, <laughs> which is an improvement. <laughs> well, we just want to make it fun for you guys to follow us on social media and yeah. keep up with the podcast. We're fun, ladies. What we're doing <laughs> and movie stuff. Yeah. Which is. Um, we sound super cool right now. We know how to sell ourselves. We're hip with the kids. We got the social medias. Oh, yeah. Uh, you'll also find in the description link to my website uh, where there's be a post that goes with this podcast with links to all the articles that we reference there's a lot so you can read more because there's there's a lot going on mm -hmm. and there's also a link to youtube my youtube because we make videos on there sometimes so there's the playlist there we do sadly it's been a long time since an advanced screening oh, one of us needs to win which is probably going to be you let's be honest with ourselves <laughs> i'm trying there hasn't been anything for a long time no it's really slowed down Give us free movies. Yeah. Anyway, that's there if you want to watch that. <laughs> so thanks for listening this week. Have a good week. Bye. Bye.